What's good, y'all? I am Jay, and welcome to another episode of Anxiety in the Hood. Today, I got my brother from another, my main man, Mark, yes. here with us today. <laughs> uh, or, you know, if you want to put some respect on my man's name, you know, we call him Mr. Wilmore, you heard? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, man. Thank you. Wow, wow. Man, I feel blessed. It's a, it's a privilege to be here with you, man. You know how much I appreciate you and your wife. And um, me being here is really a dream come true. That's awesome, bro. It's really, really a dream come true. You know, so thank you very much, man. You're welcome, and thank you for being here, bro. Um, You know, you just, you know, you're, uh, I would say, the most positive person that I had in my life, that I talked to in my life. So if this was like a no-brainer to kind of get you on here and, you know, just keep the positivity going. Um, literally, anything um, regarding positivity, you always find a way to either make things better or look at the positive side of things. Um, and I love that. I love that, that you and your wife, you guys do that. Um, and I love that you guys are uh, raising Ray like that. Shout out to Ray, you know. Yeah, um, thank you. It, it's awesome, bro. You know, we we talked about this before, your approach to uh, Mondays. I, I love that. You have the yeah. most unique approach to Mondays I've ever seen. If you want to share that with the people, a little bit of your Monday philosophy. Oh, yes. I always say that Monday is the big. Um, and one thing that I want to point out is that um, thank you for all those um, kind words that you said about me. But I wasn't like mm. that. You know, I wasn't that positive guy all the time. Thing, first, I want to say thank God. And then my wife. Mm. Definitely my wife is the most positive person that I ever know in my life. Mm. Every time that I wanna that I wanna do something, I always ask myself why what my wife would do in this situation, how she will react in this situation. Cause she always look further. You know what I'm saying? She don't react right away on so negative, you know what I mean, things. She always look like, okay, this is happening to me right now. How can how can I learn from this and how can I put value to the other person? You know what I'm trying to say? So, Bob, going down to Mondays, I remember back then, man, um, I used to pretty much hate Monday. Mm. Pretty much like a lot of people that I know. Uh, when you come to work or when you see somebody in the, in the train or when you're speaking to your brother, sister, whoever, you say, hey, how your day is going? Oh man, you know what I mean? Same shit, different day. Or I mean, it's Monday. What? Well, you know what I mean. I hate Mondays. I can't wait for Friday. So a lot of people has the Friday mentality. So I remember I was speaking one time a, a young guy. And I was working in a supermarket, my previous job, mm -hmm. and, and he asked me, "Hey, man, how your days going so far?" I said, "Hey, man, why can't I say Monday, man? I hate Monday. You know what I mean? Same shit, um, different day. Sorry for my language." And, um, and my man, okay, he left. Then when he come back a few minutes after, he said, hey, Martin, um, you know, can I, can I tell you something? I said, yeah, go ahead, brother. He said, you know, your day will change when your perspective will change. Like pretty much like if I stop saying I hate Monday, I love Monday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, 
day it is, you know what I mean? My day is going to go by what I'm saying because, you know, words mm. are very powerful. That's true, yeah. So if you said, I hate Monday, trust me, brother, as soon as you put that in your mind and then you spit it out, oh, man, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen because you put it, that energy out there mm -hmm. in front of you. You know what I'm trying to say? You're putting that bad energy in front of you. So I was like, wow, man, that's deep. And then, like, I was like, you know what? Let me try. You know what I'm saying? I start doing it. And, bro, I, I, I can't wait for Monday. Mon I love Monday for many things. Monday is chess day also at the gym. That's so up, I, I, <laughs> I love to do chess. And then, like, Monday is a, a fresh week. So whatever I couldn't accomplish the week before, so I have a whole week to start over, you know, and accomplish. So that's my, my thing about Mondays, man. I love that, man. And I love the way you're looking at it, you know, and it's, it's, it's true, man. If uh, you have the right attitude, half the battle is already won, you know. But if you're coming out there with negative mm -hmm. attitude, like, oh, shit, it's Monday again, damn. You, you're going to be defeated. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you know, you're setting yourself up to lose on a Monday if that's how you're going to take it when you when you get up that day, you know? Definitely, my brother. Definitely, yes, yes. Very true, my brother. Very true. Something else that you um, that you say, and I've, and I've adopted it, um, is I learned this from you. You, you say often that um, there is no real right or wrong. Right. Is that how you say it? You know, you, I yeah. want to get into your philosophy about, you know, what, you know, what may be right, may be wrong for others and vice versa. Like, tell me um, what makes you feel that way? Yes, that's wow. That's also, well, um, that's something that I learned through my wife. Mm. Um, and it's that uh, what is right for me could be wrong for you. Mm -hmm. So for, for me and my wife, we... You know what I mean? There's things that you do that will bring you consequences. Yes. You know what I mean? Whatever you do in the negative way, most of, most of the time is going to bring you consequences, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I sometimes I have that argument with people, and I don't like to tell people that because some people, they just flip on you. Oh, what you mean there is no right, wrong, right or wrong? Like, what about if you kill somebody? What about if you rape somebody? What about if you rob somebody? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I always tell them this, is that in the moment that you're doing something, in that moment, for you, for you, you think what you're doing is the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. In your mind, you thinking, okay, I'm going to kill Jason, maybe because Jason, he says something funny to, to me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I got to kill him. Right, right there, when you're committing that act, you thinking of well, what you're doing is right. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So for me, that is in the other side of, 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 of the shoes. Like, I'm like, oh, no, look, he's killing Jason. That's wrong. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. But if I speak to the guy before he commit the act, anything that I will say to him, for him in his mind is, oh, no, I have to do it because he disrespected me or he said this to my wife and, you know what I mean, whatever reason he has to commit the act. So for me, it's, um, like I said, there is no right or wrong. You know what I'm trying to say? 
because everybody has an opinion. I'm not saying that it's no right or wrong. It's like for me, what is right for me could be wrong for you. Mm -hmm. What is wrong for you could be right for me. So I don't argue with people about um, things that is not going to pull value to my life. And that's what it is. I like, you know, I like that approach. Now, I mean, I understand, exactly. I understand that there are some things that in society that yes. people are going to say, this is universally wrong. Like you, you have to say this is yeah. universally wrong. You know, maybe uh, this guy was, uh, you know, this is just an example, but th this guy was molesting children or whatever. Now that's wrong, yes. you know, and of course, of course it is wrong, but you're going to have a, a, a certain sect of people and those people, mm -hmm. I would definitely say they need help, but you're going to have some people yeah. that agree with that. You're going to have some people who yeah. don't think it's wrong, whoever they are, but the exactly. majority of society would say that's wrong, you know, but it's just, it's crazy to really think about it like that. When you break that barrier of right and wrong and you think, wow, mm -hmm. like, you know what, even though I feel like this is morally wrong or this isn't right and they shouldn't be doing that, there's going to be some group of people somewhere that say, hey, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's right, you know, and that's, it's crazy to think about it like that. Exactly. Wow, that's a great, that's a great point, way to put it. Because if I see you doing something to my kid, we're definitely going to have problems. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah, trying to say? Yeah. So, but, but when you get into argument with people about what is right or wrong, uh, you lose yourself. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's a meaningless argument. Yeah. You know, some people like Donald Trump. I have a lot of people who say that voting for Donald Trump is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know? For me, and I don't want to get into polit political here, but for me, it's not. You know what I mean? There is a lot of things that I don't like from him, his character, especially mm -hmm. his character. You know what I'm trying to say? But for other people, it's like, oh, no, we don't care that he said this. We don't care that he said that. You know what I'm saying? He's the right choice. So it's like I said, it's a lot of things that... You know, I mean, you can't get into that with, with people about oh, yeah. what is right when or it, wrong. When it comes know? to things like that, there really is no right or wrong. It's just about exactly. what's right for the person that's going to be for the, the person. Vote. Every individual voter is going to make the decision based on what they believe is right for them. So, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Go, go, go away, man. I like that. It's so, you know, mm -hmm. so. Shifting over a little bit, bro, I wanted to talk to you about a conversation that you and I have had uh, in many shapes and forms off uh, off of air and way before this podcast began. But one of the things that you and I do is we take a look at our surroundings, right, our urban settings. You, you and I, we come from the same place, you know, shout out to BX, you know. And, yes, um, yes. Yeah. So one of the things we do is we take a uh, we try to take an objective look of, of where we're from and say, man, what could be better? Why is why is the hood like this? Why is it this way or why is it that way? How can it improve? And one of the things that I remember us talking about was um, just the just the overall mental setup of, you know, the uh, I like to call it the concrete jungle. But, you know, the mental setup of, of the hood, man, like you know, for for the most part, and this is getting in line with, with toxic masculinity, we're just going to, we're going to uh, name the episode this, but uh, for the most part, <laughs> when we step out of our respective buildings or wherever we're living in the hood, 
we always got to have this outer shell on us, man. I know you, you, you know, you feel it through, yes. and I know you've been through it where you feel like you got to do the same. We got to just put on this outer shell. You got to be hard. Can't be soft. As soon as you're stepping out, you know, because anything could happen. Anybody could come and try to disrespect us or anything like that. And it's just, you know, as you get older, you just think to yourself, why, man? Why, why was I like that? Or why am I still like this? Or why do I even feel like I have to be like that? And if I'm mm -hmm. feeling that way, I know there's others that feel that way too. Yes, and that's a great point right there. Um, I feel that, and me and you, like like you just said, we have speak about this um, uh, many times. And for my perspective about it, is that, and it's like, especially coming where we're coming from, it's like you're always gonna feel that if you don't look tough, somebody gonna test you. Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so it's like you have to have this tough shell all the time you know what i mean especially when you go to public school when you start going to public school or even in your neighborhood when you five six years old you start like seeing all these grown up doing the same thing acting tough in the street and you see how nobody mess with my man let's say there's always somebody in the black that nobody want to mess with him. Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say? He's the crazy person. Like, mm -hmm. like you see him, my man don't laugh. My man, you you never see him hogging nobody. You never see him laughing too much. Mm -hmm. So, like, you grew up seeing this type of person in your black and your neighborhood, and you be like, oh, wow, you know what? I want to be like my man. You know what I mean? This mm -hmm. is the type of guy that I want to be like. Uh, nobody going to mess with me if I act the same way of like, let's say, Richard act. You know mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So it's like we 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 been wired since little kid that being a man, you need to be a man. Your father always tell us, um, let's say if you ride in the bicycle and you fell and you start crying, oh no, no, stop crying. Cause you know what I mean? Um, um, cry it is for, for, for CC or whatever he, he call it. At the moment, um, mm -hmm. you need to be a man, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you start building that shell, you know what I'm saying? You start building that that toughness, you know what I'm saying? Of 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 now your parents sometimes they don't show you love, you mm -hmm. know what I'm trying to say? Cause they 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 your mom tell you, oh no, like like I see you playing with your sister too much. That's not good. You know what I mean? Or, or, mm. or you don't play with girls. You got you got to play with boys because, you know what I mean? Like boys play with boys, girls play, play with girls because girls do this and boys do that. Yeah. So like you start seeing only that stuff from the from from very young, young age, you know, from very little. And it comes to a point in your life when you go to um, um, high school, junior high school, you need to act tough because they're always going to be bullied mm -hmm. you know you go to high school you always gotta you know what i mean then you start working and they're always going to be somebody also at work that probably he was bullied when he was a kid now he want to act tough and um he want to test you too yeah. so it's, it's pretty much your environment you know it's pretty much your environment one thing i can say of me 
is that I came to, when I came to this country, I remember that one of the things that my friends told me it was that with the people that I was hanging out with, um, it's like, oh, you know, you gotta hang out with your own race. Um, you know, of Dominicans. That's that's mm. that's the people that you gotta hang out with, you know. We don't hang out with Puerto Rican, we don't we don't hang out with blacks, we don't hang out mm. with this Asian, nah nah, it's, it's Dominican, you know what I mean? So it's like I came from Dominican Republic fresh, like you know what I'm trying to say, not having this toughness. Because when I was grow, growing up in DR, like I'm not gonna say that I was innocent, but we didn't see this type of thing that is happening here. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, and I remember that I have to build that shell also myself. So I seen how my friends were acting. You know, I mean, they're respecting the girl, um, they're respecting their mom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool. You know what I'm trying to say? They, this, this is the way to, this is the way that I'm supposed to be acting. Because if I don't, if I don't do that, like I saw also going to high school, some of the kids that they were like, what I consider now normal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if they wasn't tough, they used to take his lunch money. Somebody mm-hmm. used to take them, smacking it around in the train station, pushing mm-hmm. their, their pants down, putting their pants, their pants down and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? I, I don't want to be like that. I want to be tough so nobody can mess with me. So my environment was building me up. Plus also, Hampton, like me, me and you, we always talk about music. What are mm-hmm. you hearing the music? Right, yeah. Yeah, you know what we see on TV, also the movies. So it's like it's everywhere that you look or you listen. When you go back home and stuff like that, there is nothing that there is nothing. Trust me, especially the men of color like me and you that teach us how to be a good man, a better man. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so these, are, these are things that we've been learning as we've been going. Exactly. Once you get out of your neighborhood, you know, saying you start seeing, you start interacting with other, um, with other um, race. You know, when you start like going out to other places, when you start traveling, you know, you start seeing things different, different from, I'ma said, my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? And then something start clicking in you. You'll be like, yo, I don't want to raise my son like that. That, oh, if somebody mess with you, you got to go and punch his face. Don't worry. You know, if somebody exactly. says something to you, you got to do that. Oh, exactly. you, yeah, you got to. This is like, it's very, um, what you were saying, not to cut you off, but, mm-hmm. you know, your explanation of all of this and, like, you know, trying to get to the bottom of, like, this toxic masculinity in, in the hood is so complex because, in one way, it's like, all right, it's generational because, mm-hmm. like you said, it starts at a young age, but then these people who were raised that way, then they get older and they have kids and they mm-hmm. feel like they have to raise their kids the same way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in another way, it's like people adapting to their environment because you're seeing people uh, get beat up right around the corner, you know, right around the block, or you're seeing... Uh, something on tv when you when you get home from school you're 
you're seeing you're you're hearing the the music that the dudes are driving by blasting mm -hmm. you know what i mean promoting all of this so in a way it's it's just it's almost like it's it's uh structured you know mm -hmm. that's the word i'm looking for it's like it's structured to be that way for for us specifically you know i'm sure that there like this goes on in suburban neighborhoods you know, but this is anxiety in the hood and our audience is, you know, our audience is for the hood. But for our listeners that are listening that happen to be in suburbia, uh, please, man, hit us up. Let us know yes. uh, if there's anything similar. Um, but it's it's just, yo, it's so complex to think like, yo, you how can you escape this? Like, how can you escape? Like, you know, like you said, someone has to break the, the cycle and, and, you know, and raise their kid and say, look, man, this this ain't the way or. You know, it's you have to do something different than even the way we were taught. Yes. And actually, I, there is three topics that I want to talk to you about. And mm -hmm. one of the topics is about that is that where masculinity, a toxic masculinity is coming from. Where is coming from mm -hmm. this? How is affecting our community and how can what can we do to change? So the mm -hmm. first thing is that where is coming from all these toxic, all these um behavior one of the things that i was a book that i was reading uh, and actually i was listening to a, to a minister from nation of islam that i like mm -hmm. his name is nuri mohammed and he always go deep on these things and also the minister farrakhan louis farrakhan that i like to listen to sometimes and he said that he put it like this us right uh people of color, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we owe our life from the beginning from slavery. We always have to fight for mm -hmm. freedom, for everything, right? So the only thing that we know is fight. We don't know nothing else than fight, pretty much. You know what I'm trying to say? Since mm -hmm. slavery, to be free, we have to fight for our freedom. Then in the early 1920s, going up we need to fight to go to the bathroom we need to fight mm. for education we need to fight to drink water the same water to drink water from the same place where the uh the other people was drinking you know what mm -hmm. i said so we need to fight for for to go to to vote you know yeah. we need to fight, fight to go to, go know, to school just... Fight education. to go to the same restaurants, fight to exactly. sit in the front of the bus if you want to sit in the front. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's sad. It's sad. So this society, this society is only teaching us how to fight. So that's why when we want something, the way for us to get us is always through violence. Mm. You know I what I'm saying? That. That's that's very yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting and, yeah and and we live in 2020 and we still gotta fight with the police for respect you mm -hmm. know what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. in the 2020 21 bro it's like you know what I mean? it's been a hundred years pretty much and we're still fighting for for things that that you know what i mean but what i'm trying to say is that so that's when it's coming from our behavior in my personal opinion maybe i'd be wrong Maybe I'm wrong, mm. but it's like, uh, so your father, your, your, your parents, they always tell you, they are telling you, okay, look, if somebody do this to you, this is the way that you got to handle the situation. 
Some people mm -hmm. go to the stream and I'm seeing parents that they be like, look, I'm gonna give you a heat just in case something happens to you. You know what I mean? You just go, you blast somebody. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So so all of that is all of that happened is because they also were taught that from their parents, just like you say, it's a generation thing. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that our hood is bad. No, but unfortunately, the way that we behaving is pretty much come from our environment and the hood. Mm -hmm. Gangs. And, and essentially, essentially American history. Like and America, said. exactly, in American history, pretty much. So that is that. And, um, and the other thing, why it's affecting us, our community. Pretty much mm -hmm. our community suffer from the most from mental health, from any other race is our community. You know mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say? Because that's another thing. They teach us, that our parents teach us, um, oh no, if you have a problem, just keep it to yourself. You don't have to go to the doctor and tell the doctors or a psychology or therapist. Yeah. If you do yeah. that. And even if it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, even if it doesn't come from our parents, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's just, it's like a, it's like an unwritten rule in the hood. Like everybody, exactly. everybody, nah, you don't, nah, you don't talk on that level. You know what I mean? And I think mostly it's because, not because we're afraid to have a breakthrough and possibly get better. It's, I think it's that we're afraid that, you know, somebody's going to use the personal information against us. Someone's going to try to call you crazy or someone, you know what I mean? I think that's where the real fear comes from because something that our community does too, you know what I mean? That we, we, we grew up doing this. Um, we uh, joke, you know, cutting mm -hmm. ass, bro. Like we got we got to have our jokes. We yeah. got to, you know, <laughs> and I think that some people, uh, for some people, nothing is off limits, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they'll talk about your mm -hmm. mother, your brother, your sister. And I think that's like a big fear that some of us have. Now, I could be wrong about that, but I, you know, I think that's where some of it comes from. Yeah, they don't, you don't want somebody to call you on the train. Yo, my man is 730. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what Yo, I'm saying? my man is a little cray cray. You know what I'm saying? Now they're going to pull mm -hmm. names on you and stuff like that. So especially if you're going through, if you have your girlfriend or your wife, whatever, you know your boy is going to say something funny. So you don't want, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, but it's that fear actually and go, go looking for that because it's not our parents, but it's pretty much your friends, your neighborhood, your environment. That is not, mm -hmm. they don't allow you to go and seek help. You know what I mean? Because that you doing that, you're going to be less of a man because men, they're not supposed to go into therapy or, or to seek for help. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so that 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 is that. I remember that I had a friend, you you know who I'm talking about, that he was going through some bad thing with his wife, with his girlfriend, a really mm -hmm. nasty relationship. They used to talk on the phone, all crazy things, right? So I remember mm -hmm. I told him, I said, hey, look, bro, um, you know, me and my wife, we we going through something and we going, you know what I mean? We are... We're seeking help. We're going through um, therapy. Me and my wife, we were taking some counseling, marriage counseling, you know, to make our relationship stronger. It's not that we was having mm -hmm. problems, but 
there was a few things we was a little disagreement that we want to make sure that it will stay in the past right so we we mm -hmm. went we have some counseling it was really good you know so and i told him about it and i remember that my friend told me oh hell no you see you that's you man that's that's you man you a poop you know what I mean? He said, you're a pussy. I'm sorry for the word. Mm -hmm. But straight out, he told me like that. That's not good. Yeah. Real. I, I, I'm not going to go to, um, I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to tell nobody my problem. My problem is my mm -hmm. problem. I handle my problem my way. Nobody, I'm not going to yeah. sit and tell somebody what they got to tell me to do. What, are you crazy? It's, it's 2020 and there are people who still feel like that mm -hmm. today. Like we just broke down the history of of how long you know people been raising people mm -hmm. to feel this way like you know you got to keep it inside you don't tell people your personal you know and my thought process is okay but these people went to school for this like these are real professionals here who are uh trained to sit and listen to your problems and give you real life solutions for them exactly. you know um uh and if medication be prescribed if need be mm -hmm. and you are protected by law that they're not going to tell nobody exactly. you know so it's like i don't see what the people's reasoning and excuse for that one is but i guess they're so like trained in not telling people like nah, we can't tell nobody i'm not going to sit here and talk to somebody about this or you know no, it's true, and and it's 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 crazy, and and if you get to go, that's a crazy thing too. It happens to me. If you get to go, you always gonna blame all the problem to the to your spouse. It's never your fault. I remember mm. when I went. So we were talking. They let me talk first. So I was like, yes, yes. I wanna talk. I wanna talk first. So, um, and I remember I was pointing fingers. Oh, my wife this, my wife that, and, and she's this and that. And for half an hour, you know, so talking about my wife. And when I'm done, she said, okay, Mar, so you, are you finished? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Like, and I let it out, everything. Like, I feel good. Like, you know what I mean? Everything I'm blaming to my spouse. So then she said, Mar, you have a couple of minutes talking about your spouse. You know what I mean? But what about you? Like, there is something you that you can say that you're doing wrong. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. That's why I'm here. Like, you know what I mean? I, I want you yeah, to talk to my you, spouse. You missed the perfect, bro. Yes. You missed the perfect. Exactly. <laughs> I want you to talk to my spouse, to my wife, because like, I, I'm, I'm just here to see what you're going to tell her. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. then like the way she like, was talking to me and my wife made me realize that the one with the issue was me all, all alone. It wasn't mm. my spouse. You know what I mean? And from that moment on, I was like, wow, man, marriage counseling or therapy, whatever you're going, is really good because they're there to not, to not to be in your favor or your spouse's favor. They are there to... Mm. Primo to show you know that perspective of the issue that you're going. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and I think they give you real life solutions exactly. eventually. Like, you know, like if you if you're willing to work at it, and they say, you know what, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should try to listen a little more. Maybe you know, be a little bit more um, mindful of this person's mm -hmm. feelings when you say this. 
you know, anything it is that they recommend, I would I would tell people try it because you you really don't know until you try. I definitely. I remember when I just what I said before when I told my friend about that situation. My friend said, "Oh no, man, that's you. You see, I don't do that. I don't do that. I handle the thing on my own." So that's the mentality, mm-hmm. man, that we have, and, and and it's just also like how we treat our women. You know what I'm saying? All mm-hmm. these tasks, uh, masculinities come. How also how we treat our women? If it's, it seems that the the worse we treat we treat our women, the more men are you. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm that I had a friend that um, he used to talk to his girl all the time, right? But then he started hanging up, hanging with us deep with, with my other friends and our crew. And he stopped calling his girl, right? So time we see his girl in the street, right? And his girl was like, hey, look, um, why you don't call me? Like, why we don't speak no more? Like, we used to talk all the time. And I said, like, you know what I mean? Like, because you're hanging out with your boys, like, you know what I mean? You don't want to talk to me and stuff like that. And he's and he started cursing at her. Like, oh, are you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't do that shit. You know, I call you once in a blue. This is when I want it. And you know what I mean? Acting tough in front of her. And she started mm. crying. She literally started crying. She said, oh, that's not you. And she just left. And my older boy was like, oh, yeah, yeah, man. That's how you do it. You know what I'm saying? That's how you do it. Yeah, you got to treat them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to show them who's the wow. man. Like, you know what I mean? Who wear wow. the pants okay. in here. So at that moment, I was like, wow, man. Like, like this is the person that, you know what I mean? Like, you think, you're thinking of marriage because there was a, in a serious relationship. And because you are in front of your friend, in front of us, you acting that way. Like, what is that? You know what Tana said? Like, what is that about? So uh, from the early age, I, start, I started realizing that we doing all these things, acting tough, only to show the next man that you are tough too. Mm-hmm. You know, but that wouldn't let us to nowhere. Nowhere, because when you're on the train and somebody say, oh, excuse me, um, uh, let me see. They're going to sit right next to you and you have your leg open. You know what I mean? And somebody say, oh, excuse me, can I sit right next to you? You start wilding now. That's how people got killed in the train because of that. Because you, you want to act in tough. Something so simple. Just move yourself a little bit so the next man can sit. But no, you want to act tough. Somebody step on your sneakers. Or, or you know what I mean? Instead of if they say, I'm sorry, you'll be like, okay, cool. Oh, it's no problem. You'll be like, nah, 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 nah. There's no, do. are you crazy? Oh, you saw that I got my feet in there. And you, you know what I'm trying to say? Joe, I'm going to tell you something, Hunter. Most of the time, the problem that we have in our community is for the stupidest thing. Parking. Yeah. You know, my yeah. man brushed oh, me yeah. off. My man was looking at me. Yeah. Like one time I have a guy that he came to me and he said, in the gym, and he said, oh, why are you looking at me? And he was doing some workout that I want to do, but I didn't know how to do it. So, mm. yes, I was looking at him. Because I like the workout that he was doing. And I was to tell him, like, wow, mm-hmm. man, I love that workout. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to put it in my book. Yeah. 
but my man came to me, oh, why are you looking at me? Hey, there is some problem. You want problem? And I'm like, oh, man, like, no, nah, man, chill. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, like, where do, you, where do you think that comes from? Like, it has to come from a place of insecurity, right? Like, these people are out here, like, the ones who are perpetrating toxic masculinity. It's like, you know, you out here um, putting your women down. Mm-hmm. You out here puffing up your chest uh, on dudes that you don't know who aren't even really a perceived threat. Like, well, I don't know. Maybe they do perceive them as a threat. But if they're not, like you said, you were just watching the dude. You, I'm sure you didn't come up on some aggressive Mm-mm. shit. Like, I don't understand, bro. Like, <laughs> these people be ready, man. It's, they're ready. No, no, for real, man. For anything. It, it, it is what it is. It, and we're going back to looking for help. Sometimes we have so many things inside of us that the little thing will make us blow mm. and act in a way that we don't want to. You know what I mean? It's never the person that is going to say something to you or you're going to react some some type of way. It's, it's on you. It's not the person who told you, hey, man, like I like you choose. And you think, oh, wow, he's trying to, like, get at me. He's trying to, like, be funny or he's trying to, like, trying to do mm-hmm. some funny stuff. You know what I'm trying to say? Maybe he really like your shoes. You know what I mean? He come in a nice way. Hey, man, I like your shoes. But some people, oh, man, I don't play that. Are you crazy? But, so it's just yeah. like you said. It's insecurity plus problem, maybe trauma. There is a lot of, a lot of us that mm-hmm. we are holding a lot of things inside of us that we don't even know why we're holding those things. But those things is what keep us angry. You know what I mean? And we want to be like that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like we want to be angry for any little thing. You know what I'm trying to say? We mm-hmm. are the race that any little thing can make us angry. We're like a powder be, cake, man. And we be ready we to will blow. We're ready to you know? blow. You know what I'm saying? I remember, man, when I'm, I'm growing up in Washington Heights, man, with my Dominicans, it's like you have to be in your tippy-toes with people because any little mm, thing, mm. it was a fight. You go to the bodega and and and, and, and let's say like like the, the beer is, is warm. Now it's a fight. Hey, why is the beer is warm? Blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say? You go to the to the daily store and they give you extra mayo or they don't give you mayo enough. You want to fight with the Habibi guy. You know? <laughs> bro, I, I remember I, I wanted to fight a dude for, for ketchup, I bro. I asked for ketchup and he... <laughs> it was a real quick sidebar. I was in a, a deli on 161 and dude made the sandwich. And it was one of those delis that they make the sandwiches on a roll and then they cut it in half and have it face up and they put it in the little container like that, face up. And I went back and I told my man, like, yo, I want um, I want to catch up on this. I asked for ketchup. He's like, ah, you want ketchup? (laughs) In hindsight, I could have just took the packets or whatever. But what my man ended up doing was um. He didn't open the, like, you know, you lift yeah. the bread, put the ketchup. My man just put it on top like that, on both <laughs> sides, on top. And I remember, like, yo, you, I looked at him, like, yo, you dead ass, bro? Like, you disrespecting my sandwich, bro? <laughs> I know, man. You know? Yeah, I, 
We be ready, man. For we be any ready little thing, for man. It's just days, um, right? You know, it is. It is. You know, the the urban setting that that we um that we live in and that we come from. It is um essentially a powder keg. It is very stressful to live in. Um, and it ties back into what you said about um, uh, people of color and our history here with having to fight for everything. So mm -hmm. I think we kind of took some of that that fighting spirit and we kept it going amongst each other. And it's just sad because none of us realize yet, you know, maybe some, but none of us really realize how much damage we're doing and that we never needed to do this in the first place. You know, mm -hmm. I talked to you before about the, the, the Willie Lynch mm -hmm. letters. Yeah, you remember yeah. that? That shit yeah. goes deep, bro. And this was written during slavery times. Uh, for, for our listeners who are not up on it, man, definitely Google that. Check it out. Willie Lynch. Uh, I think I think he was a slave owner, but dude wrote like a manuscript on like how to keep slaves mm -hmm. in line, like for, for slave owners. He wrote this manuscript for slave owners on how to keep them in line. He would he put things in there like, um, you know, make them fight mm -hmm. against each other because once they don't trust each other, you know, they'll end up, you know, uh, confiding mm -hmm. in you you know they'll end up they'll end up really being close to you the white slave owner and they won't trust the one who looks like them it's it was some wild stuff but the guy was smart who wrote this but it's like i never knew that the lasting effect was this long like that's it's and wild, the crazy man. thing is that that letter still applying some people still applying mm -hmm. that letter mm -hmm. to divide us I was reading something that said that the people of color, African-American, us, right? We have, we spend much more money in the United States, right? Than Mexico alone, than Mexico, mm. the, the whole country of Mexico. We buy more mm. produce in the United States, us, than Mexico. Let's say pretty much is that, we have money to build another country if we, if we want. And we have money mm. and we have the power to do it. If you look it up, how much money we spend in this country, you know what I mean? We spend money that we spend money that we can build a country, billions of dollars that goes to the US market, not even Mexico, that is a, one of the biggest countries. And, and, and Latin America um, had that type of money. You know what I'm trying to say? So That's it's deep. Point. Like, if you yeah. look it up, it's deep. But what happened? They love to keep us divided. They love, they, they love to, to I, I was listening to a guy one time that, that he said that he went to a record deal in Los Angeles. He didn't want to say the name of the record label. But he said that he went with some mm. positive music. You know what I mean? Some good stuff, like J. Cole, mm. like good things, right? And and they told him, oh, no, my man, we don't want that. Like, we want you, but you you need to change your lyrics. So he was like, oh, okay, like, mm. um, why are you talking about change my lyrics? Like, you know what I mean? To explicit, they'd be like, nah, man, we want hardcore. We want you to talk about drugs. We want to talk, you talk about bitches. I want you to talk about gang. You know what I mean? About shooting. Like, like those are the type of things that you need to talk. You know what I mean? As soon as you come with something like that, we definitely gonna sign you up. 
And my man was like, oh, nah, man. I prefer to be independent than, 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 mm-hmm. than putting myself in that position where I want the youth to, to be better. But for me, talking about that you need to be crib or blood or whatever, you know what I mean, Trinitario, DDP, whatever, out there, that's the cool thing to do. I mean, I'm not telling you if you want them that you're a bad person. No. But when you start doing crazy things, you know, you're putting, your, you're putting yourself in a position where you damage yourself and also you damage other people. That's not cool. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's pretty much we are mm-hmm. set up, Hampton, to fail. This system is it was set up for us to fail because they know that the hood need help. They know that we need help. We need hospital that 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 can have therapy. So you know what I mean, or people, psychology, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. counselor that you know what I mean that oh, or they can go to the hood and you know what I mean give flyers to the people, be like, yo, to show that it's okay to come and talk to me about anything. You know what I mean? That we are open. So uh, it's crazy, yeah. man, that it's not I'm pushing I'm pushing mental health hard on this podcast, man, and, and I'm pushing it in our community because you know what? People forget that we need it. You know, whenever whenever I'm like interacting with people online and we get into the subject of mental health within the, the, the people of color community, the first thing they say is, Well, it's the white people mm-hmm. shooting the schools. It's the white people that be bombing shit, you know. It's the white people that they kill their parents and this and that. And I was like, yo, I understand that. But it's us that's not talking about Mm -hmm. how we feel. And that's what starts, you know what I mean? That's what starts turning into, you know, that other stuff where you Mm -hmm. have violent crimes and this and that. So why wouldn't we just talk? Even if it's like, yo, I just had a really bad day. You can't just chalk it up to Mm -hmm. the one bad day. Talk about that day. You know, I'm just, I'm not, you can't force anyone that's not ready, but I'm such an advocate for people being open, honest, getting it out of their system, letting it go, uh, trying to work on having a better day the next day. You know what I mean? I think that's just a better way to handle it instead of just, mm-hmm. just acting like it didn't happen. You know, the first way to uh, solve a problem is that to is admit there is a yeah, problem. And I'm very know? proud of you. So I've been, I've been telling you that since I met you. Because you are really, I can see the growth of you every day. You are forward to better yourself and not just to better yourself. Because you can better yourself and stay quiet. You know what I mean? Be like, nah, I'm not going to cherry this. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is me. Like, I don't care about mm-hmm. the next man. You know what I'm trying to say? But you do. So it's not that you are, you want to teach, teach somebody just the person can learn your thing is about teaching other people so they can learn and also teach other people and that's how you start seeing the change you know that's how you start seeing the change because and one other thing that i can honestly honestly said is that we need to start loving ourselves once you start loving yourself trust me that all that my man that your family is saying about you or your friend is saying about you it's not going to bother you because you got love you you love yourself enough 
to not so you you don't put no mind to negativity. I I I tell you, man, bro. Like right now, I'm I, I'm at work, right? And I I'm with my mm-hmm. coworkers in the locker room, uh, in the locker room, and they were talking negativity, and I just left. I bounced. I mm-hmm. bounced. I, and one of my friends said, "Hey, Mario, you're not talking today." And I'm like, no, no, I'm cool. I just reading something, you know. What I mean? I'm reading something, and you know, what I mean, I got to do something later. But it's like I don't, I, and I just got up and left. I don't want the negativity in my life. I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? I don't got time for you to bring me things that is not going to put value in my life. You know what mm-hmm. I said? And, and one of the things that I like is that about former President Obama is that he has a program. Right now, he's doing a campaign of, mm. for helping not just people of color, all type of people, right? Um, how to be a better man, how to be a good man, a hardworking man, how to be a man that loves his wife, love the kids, love the kids, you know what I mean? How to be mm. a man exactly that are going to contribute to the society. Because that's what we need more, man. We need men that, I don't know what happened to us, man, in the long run. You know what I'm saying? Because we was men, like, if you mm-hmm. see Martin Luther King, Michael Mass, all these great men that we have, that we, they can be our role model, mm-hmm. role model, but we always choose the wrong role model. You know what I'm trying to say? We choose people from TV, celebrity. You know what I'm saying? That they don't know how to act yeah, themselves. Yeah, like, and then we want to... Yeah. Yeah. I, um, Malcolm, X had a, Malcolm X had a quote about this saying that, you know, white... And uh, in, in, uh, things have changed since then, but when he made this quote, he was saying that in white communities, um, the only leaders are... Uh, well, you know, the leaders mm-hmm. are actual leaders. And then in the black communities... We've got musicians, we've got mm-hmm. we got P. Diddy, we got, you know what I mean? We got celebrities, man. We got, you know, this is what it is. I mean, he used different people for that time. I think he said Lena Horn and and those type of people. Act, you know, these are but there are musicians mm-hmm. who are activists, you know, they happen to be activists, but it's just um yeah, it's we kind of gotta change that and get real leaders. Or, or start to promote and push exactly. the real leaders in our communities. You, you know? just you said it the best. Why we have some great leaders coming up, but they don't get the support that they need to be to, mm-hmm. to make the change. Why? Because we always find something wrong with them. We can never find the possible because yeah. we yeah. all human. We yeah. all have mistakes. We all have done things. You know what I mean? Look at me. I'm talking to you and my English is not perfect. And I know that. You know what I mean? But I'm still going. I'm still going because I don't know who can I can bless through me saying this. Yeah. Through your podcast. You know what I'm trying to say? Because it's not about me. Because mm-hmm. if, if it mm-hmm. was about me, I would be like, I would be like, you know what, Hampton, I'm sorry, man. I can't be in your podcast. I, I appreciate it. It's like I, my English is not good. I know that. I'm not being embarrassed, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Cause a hundred people can be like, hey, exactly. 90 people, 99 people can be like, hey, I didn't understand what this guy said. But there will be one person that was can be like, yo, wow, he went hand. Like, I really gonna do what I gotta no. do. And I'm and I'm I'm that 
that my job is done just with one person you know that's who we're okay. looking for too bro we're it's looking for one that person. one person exactly. i'm just looking for that one person it's not the million person you know i always say and i say in the synopsis of each episode here that you know we hope we can help someone even if it's just one person i'm hoping that the, the conversations that we're he having here mm -hmm. on anxiety in the hood can hope uh can help one person with what they're going through help them um change their mindset a little bit maybe even help them develop some coping mechanisms or find something that's going to help them when they're going through whatever exactly. it is that they go through. and, and that's beautiful Anto. so but but i was saying about obama that he has programs where he helping um young kid you know what i mean the youth men's and women how to be better themselves and i pre I, I love that from him you know what i'm trying to say because he want to teach mm -hmm. older how to be a teacher so they older can teach older and that's how you start seeing the change you know and 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 when we get more of that in our community and our school that's when we start that's when we start seeing we're going to start seeing change because really who's the role models that we see in our neighborhood is the drug dealers is mm -hmm. the girl that work in the club is the the guy who pop bottles in the club and now i'm not saying that that's bad you know but what i'm saying is that it's not the guy who really um want more for his family it's not the guy who have two jobs to provide for his family who take care of his wife and kid you know, it's easy for us to go left. I don't know why it's so easy for us to go left. So we need more of that uh, uh, program to, to in our neighborhood. So so we can learn, really learn. Because another thing that I, I was about to tell you is that a lot of people, you can, you can change what you don't know. So for some people acting that way, Mm -hmm. is the right way to act like i said in the beginning you know what i'm trying to say when they told me about you got to act that way and stuff like that so i didn't know better so i was like oh if they're telling me good looking man i appreciate that you're telling me that i need to be tough when i go to to harlem or when i go to the Bronx or washington high oh good looking i appreciate that you know what i'm trying to say so when you don't know mm -hmm. something yeah, you know, you 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 can get easily misled. So we need to teach our community what anxiety is. You know, I like that. You know, more conversations exactly. like these need to be had. They need to be had open and honestly in our community. The problem is, is that you know, it's going to take somebody not giving up, or it's going to take somebody to not be afraid to do it the first time because. The minute you even try to have an open and honest conversation about this, you know what I mean? Like, say, the minute you come to someone and say, listen, man, we brothers, we shouldn't be looking at each other as enemies or we shouldn't be fighting. The first thing, mm -hmm. oh, this guy's weak. Oh, this guy's soft. This guy's a puss. You know, and it's all of that. And it's just like, you kind of have to break through that first. Like, it's, you're going to get a little bit of that in the very beginning. And then some people, their minds will never be changed. But it's just like, that's that's gonna come with the territory. Yes, actually, I was listening to a guy that I like, you know, I mean, Les Brown, that he said, in life, you gotta go through mm -hmm. the known. Like, get a lot of knowns. And the knowns at first is better than the yes at first. You know what I'm trying to say? Why? Because the no mm -hmm. is gonna.
I like that. Yeah. Good. Yo, yeah, my bad. Thing. Me, man, and that thing just, I got uh, you, brother. I got you. I just got you on the speaker. We, we still recording. I'll just keep you on the speaker like this, bro, if you want. You were saying... Um, okay, yeah, so in life, you got to go through the no's first so it can talk you up so then you can get the yes. Yeah, I like that so saying. Feel, yeah, so I feel that it's like some people um, who tell you, oh, no harm to your podcast is not working. Look, you got just one person a month listen to your stuff. Mm-hmm. But, hey, like sometimes we get discouraged because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we be like, oh, man, wow, yeah, I've been doing so many. I'm in episode 200, and I only get two listeners a month. Like, I, I feel like I'm wasting my time. No. You're just breaking barriers, you know? You break it. You break it because the minute that you start, that's when everything goes downhill. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You got to keep pushing. Yeah. No matter if it's episode 5,000 when you get a breakthrough. Or, hey, if you stop in the episode 20 because nobody listens to you, you will never get to the point where you're going to get a real breakthrough. Because every day that you're doing what is uncomfortable to you, you know what I mean, what your mind perceives that it's uncomfortable, but it's really for your grow, you start feeling yourself layers of things that is holding you back for your grow. I like that. Wow. I didn't even think about that, bro. It's, it's true, man. We do yeah, have to, man. we kind of got to jump out that comfort zone, you know? Yes. Yeah, just jump out, do what you got to do, man. And, and pay the price. That's another thing. Most of us, and that's why we we we, we can instantly, instantly go through negativity because it's easier to just sit down and do nothing and listen to negativity stuff because our brain is already uh, used to. Like, it's, it's be like, okay, this is the right side of it. Like, being mm-hmm. negativity, doing all this talking, that's the good thing to do. Me talking to you about this in the beginning, I remember my hands was a little bit sweating. The first time that I talk on a podcast, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Right now, probably I'm not doing the best work, but if I keep practicing, if I keep doing it, doing this, trust me, we can be broke. The sky is the limit. But it takes one step at a time and be uncomfortable, be like, nah, nah. You know, I know that I can change people's mind out there. I know that will be, I'm going to have a group of listeners. I know that I'm going to change people. I know that I'm going to be great. You think that every day, man, trust me, the universe is going to start giving you what you want. You got to tell the universe 
what you want. I like that, man. You got to feed yourself and that positivity, man. Exactly, man. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. Remember Muhammad Ali said, the champions are built, not in the ring. It's in the gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Got to put so that work right in. Right now, yes, right now that's what we're doing. We're in the gym. You know what I mean? We're we, we lifting heavy weight. We're sweating. We right now, you know what I'm saying? We're we tired. You know, we anything. But then, when you start getting you, you a thousand listeners, when you start getting sponsored, when you start changing people's lives, that's when you're in the ring. You know what? You just got to be in the ring for, for how many? 12 rounds? Every round is what? Like eight minutes, something like that? A couple of minutes? I think it's three minutes. Yeah, three minutes. Look at that. You just you in the ring not to get punched. That's it. Yeah. The work, the hard work, it's in the gym. It's what you're doing right now, Hunter. And that's why I'm I'm proud of you. Because you right now you could be like, you know what? I'm not going to do this, man. I'm going to chill, sit down. You know what I mean? Watch a little bit of TV. Maybe listen to some music. Thank you, brother. Like I mean, now. I want to do this, you know? I, yeah. Yeah. I want to do this. I want to. I want to bring it to the people. I want to. I want to open up the gates and the doors for those type of uncomfortable conversations because they need to be had. And I really want. I really hope that this is a way that I can start bringing people together through open and honesty. And I know it can be done because I've had people already reach out to me. You know, and they they are in essence the inspiration for this podcast. They were the ones who said, "Yeah, we want to learn more. We want to talk about." mental health we want to talk about what we go through we want to hear what y'all go through uh what what do you do to try to help yourselves and i think today's uh conversation about toxic masculinity i mean we only really scraped the surface but it's this is one of those this is one of those things that affect mental health i mean i can't tell you uh that that article you sent me i was reading up on that about toxic masculinity and it's crazy because the studies you know I, I don't remember the numbers, but like a majority of the people who get bullied are like the ones who turn around to be like, you know, perpetrators of toxic masculinity. It's, you know, so it, it really does come from a place of insecurity and a place of like trying to prove something or the macho, you know what I'm saying? The machismo. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely like that, man. And then one of the things that we mentioned before, you mentioned before, is that you have to know that you have to pretty much know. I'm looking for the right word, what it is. It's like you have to tell yourself that you have a problem and it needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. that, that way that you be acting is not the right way, mm -hmm. you know? Is you have to come. That has to come from you. Looking for help is come to you because you can tell people. You 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 only can tell people your story, and hoping that your story would, would trigger something in them that they be like, oh wow, look, and Hampton is true what he said. I've been acting like that too. Now now I see a pattern of things that it made me act that way. I mm. know. But it, that has to come from them. Because sometimes, you know what I mean, uh, you have your wife, your mother, your sister, your your employer, people telling you, hey, look, you have a problem. And if you don't want to change, you're always going to be like, nah, nah, it's a 
problem is you. You're the one who have problem. Mm. I don't have nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Like people, people always want to get on my toes. People always trying to get on me. So you're trying to play the victim. Once you start playing the victim mentality, that's it. It's a wrap. You know what I'm trying to say? So, uh, man, I, I really, I love this. Just like you said, we only crash the surface. And, uh, man, we have to realize what is the problem and look for help. Yeah, look yeah. for help, man. That's the first look step. You know what I mean? Look for some real solutions. I'm all for it. Real solutions. It's the crazy things, and I've seen it in my community. A lot of children grew up with health. Um, and could we, we, we help, you know what I mean? With that mentality, with bad mentality. Uh, and that, that was passed to their moms. Yeah. You know, that yeah. was parent. Bro, I, and, and, I remember... I remember, you know, I'll share a little story of mine, man. I remember, you know, I laugh at it now, but mm-hmm. it was just, it, it was what it was. And it was the 90s. Everybody was trying to, you know, that that hardcore hip-hop persona. And I remember the first time I, I forgot what it was, but I was an emotional kid. I cried in front of my mom for something. I forgot what it was. I don't know if somebody said some shit or whatever. And I cried and my mom was like, yo, you got to stop acting like a little pussy. You know what I'm saying? You got to stop acting like a little bitch. You know what I mean? And I laugh at it now, but yo, that affected me because it was such the opposite reaction that she gave me of what I thought I was going to get. I thought I was going to get a hug and just be like, yo, you know, it's going to be fine. Because I was I was probably like seven or eight, bro. And I never, never cried in front of her again, bro. Like I never, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe as an adult, for sure, like when I was, I had a breakdown and I called her because, you know, I, we, I do have those mental breakdowns and I do need to speak to someone. But as a, as a teen or as a young, you know, I just never, I was like, it just, it, it's, if it was like, I did something wrong, you know, like, oh shit, I can't, I can't show no more tears. Like, you know, and I get it, you know, you are a, you are a single black mother out here raising a black son and you gotta be tough on these kids so that they know that they got to be tough out there when they step outside. So she, in essence, she kind of did the right thing for the environment that I was in, but it was just, it was such the shocking opposite of what I expected that, um, you know, it led me to never show another tear until I was an adult. True story. Wow. Look at that. Thank you for sharing that. Because I'm telling you, sometimes we do things or we, or we act, um, same type of way because we have that from our when we was a little something that our parents said and something that mom, your mom said or uncle said so we have to be mindful how we what we say to our kids how we raise our kids mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say because past is my community 95% come from I'm going to say, trust me, 95%. I, no, I'm not going to say 95%. I'm going to say 60% come from our parents. Yeah. Why they tell Conditioning. Us, conditioning. Uh, because we're, we're at such a young age yeah. and we're very impressionable. I'm sure right now, you know, once again, shout out to Ray. God bless him. I'm sure right now, the, what, the things that you're telling Ray and you're teaching him now at this age, 
is going to stick with him. He's going to remember. Oh, I remember yeah. my dad told me this. Like, yo, my dad told me, you know, not to raise yeah. my voice when I'm having a conversation, you know, talk to people, respect. Yeah. It's going to stick with him. You know, the same way if yeah. you told him, yo, I don't care who it is. If somebody hit you, you hit him back. He's going to remember that too. These, we remember what our parents told us. Like, it never leaves us. Yeah, and the thing is that we don't know the power that we have in our kids. That they, I'm gonna put it up to you like this: they probably you tell them to do something good, and probably they will not do it. But if you say do something bad, they will definitely do it. It's like it's like it it get through the grave right away. One other thing I wanna tell you two things is that um, one of them is I remember. One of uh, uh, my, my my brother, he was a first grade. Somebody punched him. I remember my father told my brother, "Tomorrow, if he bother you again, break his break his nose." Mm-hmm. Not like that. My brother was fifty years old, a little kid, a mm-hmm. little kid. That happened in Dominican Republic, a little kid, and he went to school. You know, I remember the teacher called me. I was in the same school for another grade, and the teacher called me. So I go and say, hey, oh, your, your brother had a fight. I said, oh, man. So I go to this class, and I saw a little kid. Yo, man, his nose, he was bleeding through his nose, like, no tomorrow. Damn. And my little brother was crying. <laughs> and, and, I, and and he said it. They asked him, why you did that? And he said, my father told me if somebody hit me to break his nose. Damn. It's like, I'm, he, I'm like, I, I was, I was trapped. He and took it father, literal. He took me, yeah. He took me out of country. I didn't mean it like that, but hey, he just said it. So whatever you do in front of the kid, you know what I mean? They will, because I'm going to put it to you like this. And, and it's that whatever we do, they will imitate that 100%. Most definitely. Whatever you do in front of your kid, they will imitate that a hundred percent. If you disrespect your wife in front of your kid, that's mm-hmm. what they're gonna do when they go off. Yeah, I mean it's okay. it's not um you're an adult and you gotta be able to differentiate um when you grow up and, and make your own decisions, but and it's not an excuse for anyone, but I remember watching mm-hmm. the uh I remember watching the Chris Brown interviews like after everything happened with Rihanna, he he gave that excuse. Like, you know, I grew up around domestic violence. You know what I mean? I grew up around domestic violence too, man. I used to watch my mom go at it, you know, but I never um, you know, me now being an adult and being a married man, like I've never once, you know what I mean? I just I have a different I just knew it was wrong. It affected me in such a way as a kid that when I saw that, I was like, Yeah, I'm never gonna do that. You know, because I loved my mom and watching my mom uh, getting beat up like that, it it wasn't a good feeling. So I knew that I don't want to cause another woman that kind of pain either. And wow, that's really good answer because I had a similar situation with my father. And I remember my father said something to me. And he, he passed away four years ago. God so he, one of the, you know, he was the best father one of the greatest men that I ever know. So he was having some issues with my mom, which, you know what I mean, maybe, he, no, maybe, he didn't have no help back then. You know what I mean, nobody to talk to. Mm-hmm. And he, the issue with my mom used to escalate where they golf used to fight. 
Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I was there seeing all of this, right? And one time he said something to me. I was already cool, 21, something like that. And I remember I said to him, not that I will never be like you. Because he was trying to give me an advice. Mm-hmm. And I said, nah, that I never will be like you. She used to be my mom. And that's really affected. And that's something that I, that I right there I remember. The last time that I saw it, I was, I, I was so in shock. I said, that not, that's not going to be me. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that I never put my hands in no woman. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So I remember I told him that, and he put his hand down. And then he said, yo, he apologized to me. You know, so, but my brother saw that, and he did have some foundation with his spouse. You know what I'm trying to say? But I have to sometimes, like, really talk to him. And it made him uh, um, speak to him, and, then, and to tell him that that's not the right way to treat women. Yeah. So he stole that from my father. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. So that that thing with my father got into him more than me. Because I say now nah, I don't want to be like that. So probably for him was like, oh man. So that's how you got to do. And I love. I'm not speaking bad about my brother. But I'm saying like what you see as a kid, it can really stay in your mind, my brother. Definitely, definitely. You know? Those those are our most impressionable years. And, you know, there are things that you and I, with whatever we went through as a kid, we're never going to forget. There are things that our parents told us or they did in front of us that we're just never going to forget, no matter how old we get. So I think that when you think about that, I think it's important for um, parents of this generation to really keep that in mind. You know, like you and I have that that thing in common where we both said, nah, man, we, you know, if I, if I got a wife, which we do. Um, we're not going to do the same things that we saw when we were growing up. You know, we're going to treat these women with respect. We're going to love them, you know. And imagine if I had, you know, I don't have any children, but imagine if I did, I would be extra careful knowing that as a little kid watching me. You know what I mean? I would be like, oh, I'm going to make sure that I show them this is how you respect the woman. This is how you love them. This is how you treat them right. You know, so it's like, it's all about the person as well like what does the person want to show like you gotta you're gonna be an example whether you want to or not you're the example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely my brother we gotta be careful if, we, if you want to change this we have to be mindful how we act in front of the youth you know mm-hmm. how we act in front of our kid how we respect women not just women our you know what i mean everybody no, no matter it's this just that we was talking about the day that hatred is you don't born hating somebody. That's something that you learn. Yeah. Somebody told you that. Yeah. Somebody teach you that. That uh, uh, how to hate the other person. It's not, and you see that it's in your environment. Maybe your parents. Oh no, I don't want you hanging out with that African American. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to hang out with these white people. Oh, I don't want you to hang out Mexican or Asian or Dominican, whatever those may be. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. That's something that gets to your mind. You know what I'm saying? And some people, be, when they grow up, they be like, oh, you know what? That was wrong. I'm not like that. But some other people be like, yo, you know what? My mother, yo, my mother and my father were right. Or my cousin were right. Or my uncle were right. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. This thing with that mentality, bro. So we have to be mindful. 
We most definitely do, brother. I've been enjoying this with you. And like we said, we only scratched the surface. I, I definitely would love to do this again with you. Uh, before we wrap up, man, I want to... Um, I just I want to I want to ask you something but first before I ask you something I want to say to you that dude you are uh one of the most inspirational people in my life not just the most positive because just just seeing how you seeing how you turn everything around and and you know it's we need more people like that in the world that try to figure out all right how can I make this work to my advantage how can this bring some kind of value to my life you know like there's never a when you think like that, you can never lose. And the way I, you always a winner, Martin. Every time I look at you, you you always winning, bro. You never losing. I love that mentality, man. You got a real winner's mentality. And I Thank I wanna you, I wanna ask you about um if you had like if basically if you wanted to give one technique or one tactic that you have that you use. Uh, to keep that that winner's mentality going or just to you know to keep that that um philosophy that you have like what would you say to the people well it's not just one it's not just one mm. because I, I, I was so hard ahead um mm. one of the things that i can said um besides you know what i mean god or the universe whatever you you know what i mean people move the source you know what I mean? Who's the source? Um, I'm going to say your spouse. Mm. Your spouse has to do a lot with you. Girl. Your spouse can lift you up or can bring you down. Mm. You know what I mean? You can be, it's so crazy that if you, if the man is a positive person, right? Mm. Let's say myself. Mm. And, and, let's, and I get, that's more simple. Let's take that back. If my wife is a positive person, right? And I'm negative. I'm a negative person, I can become a a positive person. Mm. You know what I mean? I can become a positive person, right? But if the man is a positive person in the relationship, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They always want more in life and all that stuff. And the woman is not, you can easily become negative too. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's kind of like, and it's not nothing about bad about the woman. But what I'm trying to say is that we tend to listen more to our wife sometimes, like, like, or whatever they do. You know what I'm trying to say? You'll be like, oh, wow, my wife is changing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to stay behind. Like, I see my wife going hard for the family. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, I have to keep up with her. You know what I mean? I have to be her blind side. I have to work side by side. I don't believe in 50 50. I believe in a hundred, a hundred relationship. You you give a hundred, I do a hundred, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's that. But when you get in with a with somebody that with a woman that really she sees the world like she don't care, you know what I'm trying to say? I feel you always gonna have confrontation mm-hmm. with, with, with with your with your spouse. So I can I can say that my wife, she's been the most positive person that I know too. She really like helped me out a lot. One of the other things that also helped me out a lot is my mentors. Uh, I know that I spoke to you about mentors. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my mentors—they are a great couple, and they, it's just really you can see really how 
the relationship is, the marriage. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of flaws. They're not perfect. They always say it. They're not perfect. So they are working in process. You know what I'm trying to say? So they are somebody that I really looked up to, me and my wife. So that's why me and my wife always working. We are always working our relationship to have that because we didn't have role models. My father, my mom, and my father, and I love them, but they, they were my role model, my marriage role model. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, so seeing my mentor, how it is, how they are, I'm like, you know what? That's how I want to be. So I can really say my mentor has helped me out a lot. So, that's what's up, brother. That's what's up. They uh and, and also yeah. Sorry to cut you up. No friends problem. like you, people that we can talk for hours. Oh man, <laughs> really, really, yeah, man. I have friends like that. Shout out to Elvin and Jackson. Like people that you can sit down, man, and and Frank and Norma too. That that couples that you can sit down. And you can talk for hours, like you and Jessica also, man. Like, you know what I mean? That we put value to to our life and to our time, too. Every yeah. time that me and you, we talk, and Jessica and my wife and stuff like that, we always put value. We always Yeah, I said, I said this it's before. Like, Every time I talk to you or, and your wife, I... I always learn something and I take away like a new technique, you know what I mean? To apply in my life, you know, recently I've been trying to learn, I've been trying to learn um, like how not, how not to be so bothered by things because at the end of the day, it's only taking up like my time for productivity or, or, you know, anything that I could be doing. So I'm trying to shorten those time periods where it's like, oh man, this got me pissed off or this got me tight. You know what I mean? So I'm working on it and, you know, I, I, I need people like you and I'm glad to have people like you in my corner that are, you know, if I need to, you guys are constantly there to put me in a, in a positive light and push me in the right direction. I appreciate it. Thank you, my brother. I'm going to finish with this. Is that when I call you my brother, it's because you are the older me. And if I love myself, I have to love the older me. So that's mm. why you're my brother. You know what I'm trying to say? So if when when the people out there, when they start getting the concept that not every nobody's your enemy, no matter what happened, no matter the step you choose, mm-hmm. no matter if people are sitting they have their back in the trend and they don't want you they don't want you to say next to them. Whatever the case may be, man, it's not your enemy. If we can unify ourselves, trust me, we will be bigger, man. We only need to 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 unite, unite ourselves more and to do work like what you're doing right now. So, so proud of you, my brother. I love you. Anything that I can help, please just you know my number. You know what's up, man. And I hope that the people out there, I, I, just one person, man, just one person, I can really like impact them. And 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 definitely, man, with this message, because you're doing a great job, brother. Thank you, you're bro. I appreciate job. it, man. Right. And let me tell you, uh, you inspired me to do one in the Spanish, because I feel that the Spanish community definitely 
You got you got you some know? stuff to say too, bro. You definitely got some stuff to say, like you know, yeah. and 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 you are. I'm not gonna lie, you are one of the only people I know that you know that basically grew up. Well, you grew up here, but like you know, was born from another country, and you mm-hmm. have this type of mentality, right? A lot of people who yeah. come from another country. They may have those positive um, qualities, but overall, when you hear them talk, they only talk about how hard they had to work to get this in America. They had to get that. And, dude, you, you've, you've been working just as hard, I would say, if not harder. And, you know, when you hear you talk, it's not, it's not any negativity. It's not any um, resentment. You're talking about uh, your journey. Clearly, you're enjoying the journey that you're on. You know, you got a beautiful family. So I think that, you know, that needs to be highlighted in the um, the Caribbean community, Latino, all that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, it's going to happen, man. The job is not done. I, I said that before. I remember that somebody said, I don't remember who it was. He said, you know what I mean? You don't believe. you. He said, when you believe in something so strong, you don't care if you die for it. Mm. You know what I mean? If you see all these people who really impact people's lives, they have died. For real, they have given their life for what they believe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that I'm going to die or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. But when you believe that you can make a change, you don't care about the circumstances. Yeah. You know, Martin yeah. Luther King, Michael Mess. Mary Teresa, Jesus, like I can give you like like twenty more people who really died trying to make a change yeah. in this world. You know what I'm trying to say? Because that's okay. It's, it's like I'm gonna change somebody, or I'm gonna die trying. That's the mentality. Well, you know that's what? Attitude. You know what? I'm I'm all for that. You know, to paraphrase Fifty Cent, when I when it <laughs> when it comes to this mental health. I'm either going to get better with it or I'm going to die trying, yeah. literally. You know what I'm so saying? Die so, that's what it is, man. I love that, brother. I that's love that's that. how it goes, bro. Martin, man, I Thank want you, you to much, um, I want you to just, you know, tell the people a little bit about what you got going on. I know you got you got a little bit of business going on. If you want to tell oh, people yes, how to highlight you, tell them what you, what you got, and tell them what's the great cause behind it. Oh, yes, man. Right now, me and my wife, we are selling coquitos for a good cause. Thank you for buying coquitos yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much um, the organization, me and my wife, we are part of this nonprofit organization. It's called Operation Impact. And pretty much what we do is that we buy gifts now for Christmas to children that they live in shelter. They're going through some hard um, time. So, like, uh, me and Hampton Road, like I, uh, I was telling you before, uh, it's been pretty good. I'm not going to lie, Hampton. In four days, we close to one of, our, one of our goals, but it was selling 100 for people. We are very close to that, man. Okay. And it's, it made me feel good. At the beginning, I was afraid. This is my third year, you know. So oh, this is like really my year that I'm really like working on it. Mm-hmm. Back then I was just like, okay, let me give the money and I'm not going to do the work. 
Well, this time I say, instead of me giving the money, I'm going to work for the money. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to contribute, but also I'm going to like work for more money. Like I want, I want to contribute more. You know what I'm trying to say? They just me giving, giving $500. That's it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, so me and my wife, like a lot of people, like a lot of friends, like you, good people, man, that you guys join the cause to, um, um, I hope uh, are helping us with this. So if you want to go to in Instagram, it's um, Operation Impact. Uh, you will see us in there, and pretty much you're gonna get more info what we do. And if you got some coquito, and I wanna say my coquito is better than, than you guys. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean they taste good. You know what I mean? We got vegan, vegan coquito too. So we got all type of flavor, man. We it's, you know, I mean, we having fun. That's another thing, Hamilton. Have fun with that shit. Yeah, man. for sure. Yeah, have fun. I'm having you know fun I mean? with this, and man. Exactly. Once you have fun, trust me, man. I think I told you that before, and I said, you know what your purpose in life is. It's when you do things that you don't feel obligated to do. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You need an, an alarm clock to tell you that, oh, I, you got to do your podcast. Like you got to talk, talk to people, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's your passion right there. Because for everything else, trust me, we pull alarm clock all the time. To go to the gym, to wake up. Yeah, yeah. To cook, to some, you know what I mean? To anything. But like for our purpose in life, we don't need no alarm clock. Because your, your, your desire is what wake you up. Tell you, man, you gotta do, you gotta get this done. So that's what we're doing with, the, with this organization. Man. That's what's up, man. I'm, I'm glad that um, you guys are able to do that. I'm glad I was able to support for the good cause. And one of the other things that you guys said that you do, which is the coolest part about it, tell them about uh, when you go to the store. Oh yes, man. Yes, I almost forgot. So. The store is in Long Island. I think I told you New Jersey, but I found out it is in Long Island. Mm -hmm. And this time, it will be in Long Island. And you, we go to Target, and we close Target like from like six p.m. to like eleven p.m. And our group of people go, and people who want to join in also can go. I don't know how it's gonna be this year with the COVID. But I know the last year my wife participated and some of our friends. And so they went, they give you a shopping cart, they give you a list of the things that the children can shop the ask. So you go through the aisles, you pick it up, you wrap it up, you put them in a bag. And then like by December 22nd or 23rd, mm -hmm. yeah, a, couple of, a couple of days before Christmas, they go to the shelter and they give the gifts. So seeing the children uh, receiving the gifts and you see the smile on, on their face because they don't know nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it's a blessing. It's really a blessing. It, it, it makes you feel that you really spoil your kids. Yeah. You see all the kids like crying for, for something that costs $20, $30 and you buy your kids PlayStation for five, six hundred dollars. Yeah, you right. Know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So yeah, you see the difference, man. It make you more humble. 
it really make you more humble, more graceful, graceful. I think that's awesome that they that they uh let you take that active part in in the mm -hmm. good cause. You know what I mean? They're like, yo, not only are you supporting by buying the product, but also wow. if you want, you could go to the stores and personally pan purchase these items for these kids. You know, with the money that exactly. was raised. So that's that's really awesome. Exactly. And I think that participating in things like that is kind of what helped people uh, develop the, the, the humbleness that, that you have. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No, definitely, man. It's, it's a life changing. I remember one of my best friends, Edwin, Leah, shout out to him, man. I love that guy. He's like you, man. One of the best guys that I know. Very humble. I remember he was he was one of those guys that went to the chef. I think he was from Brooklyn shelters and, and and he was helping giving the gift and he said he started crying mm. for his wife like he started crying in front of people because you know what I mean it's like seeing all the kids going through so much but trust me man it's not easy people who live in shelter some people say oh, they, they don't want to work they there they want free stuff but bro it's hard to um I see I have close family that they have experienced that and they tell me like man it's, it's tough if you don't want to take your children to to, to that situation you know mm -hmm. what i'm trying to say yeah so no parent want to leave that take their children to that situation so helping you know what i mean after one of my philosophy hampton is helping I, i'm big on that and every day more but that's that's a, how you really grow in life when you help yeah, I remember I love Bloomberg, it. Bloomberg said, Bloomberg said one, something one time, he said, you really a millionaire when you start helping others. Mm. You really are wealthy when you start helping others. No matter how much money you have, you can have trillions. And if you don't help, if you don't help nobody, you just it's about you, you're just a guy with money. You're just a guy with money. But when you start helping others, contributing, contribute, contributing to life and people, man, that's how you become a wealthy person. That's what's up. That's what I'm saying. Let's all become wealthy. <laughs> and, you know, when it comes to uh, speaking of helping people, of course, that's our main goal here on Anxiety in the Hood. So we do help. We hope we uh, we hope we help someone today. Um, yes, Martin, you yes. definitely helped me out for being on today, and I appreciate you, brother. Um, the, yeah, this is Man, a, this is it. <laughs> this is what I'm gonna do. The first people who comment and say the feedback about this, they can leave a number or whatever or email, and I will give I will give them a free bottle of coquito. Oh, man, that's what's up, man. Hey, listen, yeah. I can tell y'all yeah. it's very good. It is very, very good. If, for our listeners who know yeah. what that is, you know, it's very good. For our listeners yeah. who don't know, if y'all ain't in the hood, it's uh, it's like a you know, little Latin eggnog, man. It's really good. Yeah. Especially Puerto Rican. It comes from Puerto Rico. Yeah. So right here, we put some, a little bit extra for some. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hey, so, man, you got to yeah. put that some more in there. <laughs> Yes, I don't care what part of the United States is. 
I would ship it to them. Just gotta like leave your info, you speak to them, you let me know, Hampton, and I will take care of it. Appreciate okay? you, man. That is that is what's up. That's I really cool for you, our brother. listeners. <laughs> Something cool for our listeners who have been rocking with us That's once awesome. again on Anchor, <laughs> Spotify, thank Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Everywhere you're hearing us, we thank you so much, listeners, for checking in with us. Um, this has been another episode of Anxiety in the Hood. I am Jay, my boy okay. Martin. It's been real. Had yeah. a blast, man. I want y'all yeah. to stay safe, stay healthy, and yeah. stay happy. Until the next time.